Welcome to Counsel the Word, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. I'm your host, Keith Palmer, and today we're going to be talking about counseling the wife of a husband struggling with pornography. thankful today to have uh, a friend, a fellow brother pastor with me today, uh, Dr. Daniel Schubert. Uh, Daniel is the counseling pastor at Countryside Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, right here in the greater DFW area. Uh, he is an ACBC certified counselor and uh, working his way toward becoming a supervisor right now. And uh, I'm so thankful, Daniel, for the friendship today, uh, to have the conversation and, and grateful for your ministry. So thanks for being here. Of course, it's a pleasure to be here, Keith. Appreciate you a lot. Love you. And and appreciate your church. Well, uh, thanks for having me on. No, absolutely. And I, I think this conversation is really crucial because we know that uh, pornography use is just rampant. And uh, you and I probably interact with that on a weekly basis in our churches with uh, people in our community, people in our churches that are struggling with pornography use. And as you know, uh, typically it's going to be a guy who's struggling, although we know women can struggle with pornography too. And so uh, the problem is you, that initiates counseling is usually the sin struggle that the husband is dealing with. But we also know that, that the wife, in many cases, is struggling too. She's trying to figure this out. She needs ministry and care too. So how do you determine the care needed, if any, for the wife in such a situation? Well, that's a great question. I think the, the short answer to that is just that we need to talk to her. And so I think oftentimes in situations like this, uh, since the problem originated in the husband's life, that counselors just meet with him and just talk to him, but don't get her perspective. And so I typically ask the wife <clears throat> to join a first session with her husband. And that's, that's really for two reasons. Number one is to help me get her perspective on the problem. How has this impacted her marriage? How long it's been? And for her to fill in some of the gaps that maybe her husband would not uh, from her perspective. In her experience. And so that helps me to serve her husband. It helps me to serve her family better. Then secondarily, I want to know how she's doing in response to a very grievous sin against her. And so as I understand where she's at personally, this is the answer to your question. Ultimately, that's why I really begin to understand where she is at and how I can serve and help her best. Yeah, no, that's really wise. And I, I like even the, the thought that if you meet with them together, initially that facilitates that conversation and that evaluation and often is going to give us, even as we might focus initially on care for the guy, that gives us data points that we may not have just by meeting with him privately. So really wise. I, I like that. Uh, I like that practice. So as you meet with a wife and, and seek to understand how she's doing, what are some of the questions you're going to ask and what particular areas might you have in mind to help care for her? Well, you know, after the situation has been described and we're talking through the problem and, you know, we've affirmed that reconciliation has happened between the both of them, you know, I'll ask something to this effect to her, you know, how are you doing in light of all this? And that's, you know, very purposefully, a very open and broad, open-ended question that allows her to talk about most anything, allows her to share how she's feeling, how she's struggled, ask questions, really anything. And, and as I listen, of course, you know, I have to do that with compassion. This is a very difficult situation that we, uh, you know, want to be sensitive to, but also understand the common temptations that people face and the needs that they may have as well, too. And so the four things really that are on my heart in these situations uh, for her particularly is encouragement, hope, forgiveness, 
and love in particular. There, there could be more, but those are four that really stick out in my mind in particular. So, and the question that I might ask is, you know, with regard to hope, I might say something to the effect of on a scale of one to 10, how hopeful would you say you are in this situation? That gives me, you know, some, some data to, to best think through where she's at there. Uh, encouraging, I don't typically ask questions, but I'm just very sensitive to areas in her life in particular, whether it's sadness or something she's doing well that I can encourage her in. Forgiveness, you know, I may say something like the Bible teaches, you know, that when we are sinned against that we should forgive. I realize that this can be very complicated in a situation like this, but where are you right now in this particular area? And that, of course, gives some insight into kind of how, she, how she's doing there. And then also, too, with love, you know, when we're, when we're sinned against, it can be very hard to respond as Jesus has to us. And so I might just ask her a very broad question again. How are you doing particularly in this area? And so those are, those are some different questions and some different areas that I have in mind as I seek to come alongside and care and encourage her. No, that, that's a really helpful outline there. So maybe you can just spend a minute elaborating on each of those. Why, why focus on hope, encouragement, forgiveness, and love? Yeah, I mean, encouragement is, you know, I think just clear and, and helpful because this is very discouraging. You know, the marriage covenant has been broken. It's a grievous sin. I mean, it depends on exactly what the sin is. There can be such a wide variety, but this is, this is a type of sin in a relationship that's supposed to be so close. I mean, some of the most hurt and broken relationships come out of this type of sin, sexual sin. And so to encourage her, sometimes ladies feel like I shouldn't be crying or I shouldn't feel bad. Well, we want to encourage and say, this is how else would we feel? And to affirm and encourage that. Or if there's areas where they're responding well, they're forgiving. They're seeking to still love their husband. We want to encourage them and seek to, to, you know, come alongside and help them in that way. And so encouragement is on my mind. Uh, hope as well, too. A lot of times in a counseling situation, you know, it's this is not one time it's happened. It's usually happened over some sort of period of time, maybe repeated. Maybe it's been years. And so hope can be diminished that there can ever be a true resolution. Maybe there's even uh, misunderstandings. This is a man's struggle. And so it can never, they can never really walk in purity in these particular areas. And so I want to direct them to the truth of the word. I think of, uh, you know, first Corinthians 10, 13, and that how God provides a way of escape and that no temptation, you know, there's, there's nothing, even something like this. That's a common struggle. Like you mentioned earlier, uh, God has provided a way of escape. So that's not something that we have to live in and practice as a Christian at the Bible and a, a man in this in this situation that's committed to applying biblical principles to his life with the help of God's spirit, he can walk in newness of life. And so those those things give hope as you point them to the Lord and point them to the truth of the word to provide hope for her and encouragement for her and that as well too. And, and that helps the other areas, forgiveness. It helps love as well too. And, and forgiveness, like I mentioned earlier, it's so complicated. When you've been sinned against repeatedly, it, it may feel on the wife's side, and it may be true, maybe not, that there's not actual repentance. They've come and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, or maybe they, they've caught them every single time. It can just be very hard to know how to work through the particulars or the specifics of forgiving. They may say, I, I've, I've forgiven in the past, and I, I forgive now, but I'm bitter about helping them think through all those dynamics. And it's it's not just so much that I want, you know, like I'm lessening the sin to say, you need to forgive. 
You know, it, it's height, it's heightening the glory of God and his character and how he treats our sins. And so we want her to glorify God, but we also too want her to love her spouse by forgiving if they're truly repentant, of course, and having a forgiving attitude regardless. But it's also a blessing. You look at secular studies of forgiveness. There's a huge benefit. And I think of Psalm 119 verse one, where it says, how blessed is the man who walks in the law of the Lord. This is for her benefit too. To truly forgive, okay, and to put that debt and this grievous sin to rest through practicing biblical forgiveness. And so I, I want to encourage and help her to do that as best as I can, if that's a need. Sometimes that goes into more than one session, too. But the, la- the last one is love. You know, I've, uh, this is a grievous sin. It's very hard. Sometimes wives uh, respond very lovingly. And you know what? Honestly, uh, that happens at times. And, and, and we've been guilty of that too, not responding well to someone sinned against us. But I want to, I want to try to do my best to encourage her and what, and a Christ-like response is so that she can not only honor the Lord in that, but also as best as she can facilitate and encourage her husband's repentance as well too. And to help her work through the dynamics of hurt, whatever may be getting in the way of that in particular. Oh, that's really helpful to hear that. And um, so you have this initial meeting with her, gathering data, encouragement, hope, you know, helping her think through some of these challenging issues like love and forgiveness. Um, how, what does care look like beyond that first session? Um, what does that look like in terms of the context of your church, in terms of formal counseling? Uh, give us a little more on what the care looks like beyond that first session. Yeah, I mean, I, that's something I, I typically leave up to the wife. You know, I want them to come to that first session. I want to try to do my best to encourage, to help. You know, about half the time we spend talking through the problem, the issue, you know, give or take. And then the other time I want to talk with her and I want to see how she's doing. And and I, I think they they greatly appreciate the attention and the care and the, the desire to come alongside and be helpful to them. Um, but, you know, some some don't know if they need more help. Some Some know they would need more help. Some already have somebody they could meet with. And so I want to leave that up to them to some degree, but offer and encourage, you know, ongoing care. I always would love if they wanted to come back to talk to me. They could do that with their husband. They can do that with another female counselor that may want to sit in, you know, or if they want to meet with another mature lady in our church. You know, if this continues to be a struggle in his life, how does she respond to that in a godly way? And so I, I'll encourage and I'll just say, you know, maybe you don't feel like you need somebody now. If that could, if I can ever facilitate that, help you particularly in this area, I would love to either encourage you to meet with a lady you know that can be helpful, and maybe they know somebody already, or if you don't, to reach back out to me, and I'd love to facilitate that in your life. And so we've, you know, we've had situations here over the last couple of years where the lady left thinking, you know, hey, I, I think I'm okay, things are good, but then she just really struggled, and so she reached out and said, I, I just don't. I have a bunch of friends in the church, but I don't know anybody that I could particularly go to because this is kind of a very personal issue. I don't want our close friends knowing about this. And so having a counselor be able to come, her be able to share her heart, where she's at, what's happened, and to be able to encourage. And so I try to leave that up to them, but I also encourage to say it's very possible that since this is a trial and it's very pressing and difficult and grievous and maybe even the sins repeating, uh, to be able to get care. And I wanted to, to offer that and let her know that we're available in whatever way that we can best help her personally. 
Well, Daniel, this has been a really helpful conversation. I appreciate you helping us to, to think about how to care for the wife uh, whose husband is, is struggling with pornography. Uh, are there any resources that you found to be particularly helpful to help that wife as she's looking for hope and God's direction in a struggle like this? Yeah, you know, I, uh, there's different resources we've used over the years that I think have been helpful and encouraging as, as either a lady meets with another lady or I meet with her. Uh, one of them is the book by Jerry Bridges, Just Trusting God. You know, obviously this is a circumstance that even though it is a sin issue, God is ultimately sovereign over it. And, uh, and so just to be able to trust him and to continue to respond in the ways that he would want her to in particular. I think the Gospel Primer by Milton Vincent has also been an incredibly helpful resource in that same area. You know, it, it goes over the gospel and just talks about gospel attitudes in response to life. And so just living out of as God responded to us and our sin and our wrong by sending his son and by Jesus coming and dying for us and just seeing his example in particular. I mean, the, the uh, example he set on the cross was an amazing example of people sinning against him and him loving each and every single group that was there. And so uh, a gospel resource like the Gospel Primer uh, has been an incredible, incredibly helpful one to encourage and equip ladies. Um, um, you know, beyond that, of course, you know, just regularly uh, discipleship, you know, that kind of points to specific passages in Scripture. Maybe different things for different ladies can come up, but those are the ones that come to my mind, at least right now. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I'm thinking, too, Martha Peace has a workshop that she did at an ACBC conference several years ago now on counseling wives whose husbands are struggling with pornography. So I'm sure our listeners could find that on the ACBC website, uh, biblicalcounseling.com. So, yeah, really good. Well, Daniel, thanks for the conversation today. I think sometimes when when counseling uh, rightly focuses on somebody who's struggling with an issue like pornography, we forget that spouses and, and other family members often are struggling, too, in the wake of that. So thanks for helping us put some light and attention on uh, helping the wife in this uh, common topic. And um, just appreciate your time and your friendship and uh, for being on the podcast today. Of course. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate you guys. For more information about Pastor Daniel Schubert and the ministry of Countryside Bible Church here in the DFW area, you can visit their website at countrysidebible.org. And for more information about the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, you can visit us at thecbcd.org.